America's morality always has been and remains the unseen bedrock of its unrivaled, enduring success. But that success always has had and will have its villainous enemies who are intent on obliterating it. Unfortunately, the irrefutable fact is that the covert systematic secularization and socialization of America has been transpiring in earnest right under our proverbial noses since the latter part of the 19th century. Welcome to The Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that he is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. This is Stephen Lambert, the founding editor of Spirit Life magazine, here to read an article from Spirit Life magazine entitled, The United States of Communist America. Quote, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. End quote. John Adams, second U.S. president. While acutely accurate, prescient, and even prophetic, this quote from one of the major contributors to the formation of the underlying ideology expressed in the two most seminal documents of the birth of our nation, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, contained undoubtedly inadvertently, a cryptic key to any contingent of malevolent hegemonists dedicated to the objective of sabotaging the ideological foundations on which the greatest nation ever to exist in the annals of human nations are established that would subsequently arise. Incontrovertibly, the single most critical component of the ideological underpinnings of American society is its Judeo-Christian morality, predicated on the Ten Commandments and elucidated throughout the Word of God. This is one of the most overlooked and underestimated facts concerning American society and government respecting their inimitable success over the test of time. At bottom, 
the Judeo-Christian moral code is predicated on and the essence of the very nature of God himself, which accounts for both its indomitable authority and the reason it is the arch-nemesis of all prospective assailants intent on vanquishing a nation in which the divine laws scribed by the very hand of the Almighty on tablets of stone are its touchstone. This is the essence of the psalmist's sagacious lyric, quote, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own possession, end quote. Psalms 33.12. However, it is also the latent truth behind King David's lyrical lament, quote, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? End quote. Psalms 11.3, which, like Adam's statement, contains a latent clue for any group of marauders possessing malevolent and self-aggrandizing intents how to set about subverting a free society for the purposes of vanquishing it, namely, dismantle and decimate its ideological and spiritual substructure. America's morality always has been and remains the unseen bedrock of his unrivaled, enduring success. But that success always has had and will have its villainous enemies who are intent on obliterating it. Karl Heinrich Marx, known as the father of communism, once quipped, My objective in life is to dethrone God by deifying man. Befittingly, Karl Marx died in disgrace as the demon-possessed, crazed, megalomaniac he was, his funeral attended by a paltry nine people, and his satanically inspired theorems for world domination utterly rejected and repudiated by the entire contemporary world. Yet, in 2013, 130 years after his death, on March 13, 1883, his anti-God religion of narcissism-centric humanism permeates every segment of the existing societies of the world, to the extent that the government of what once was the greatest nation ever to exist on the planet, the last bastion of freedom for all, now has been commandeered by a contingent of the most radical and ardent adherents of the totalitarianist from Trier, who today is revered by the multitudinous global disciples of his radical agenda for world hegemony as the father of communism. 
Marx wrote that the chief enemy and deterrent in the proliferation of communism is a Judeo-Christian, that is, God-based morality. That translates into the fact that the arch-nemesis of communism and its proliferation is Judeo-Christian morality predicated on the Ten Commandments and expanded upon in the Bible. Thus, as Marx further prescribed in the writings comprising the Communist Manifesto, of which he admittedly was only a psychic medium rather than author, in that the actual authors were demons, who possessed and channeled through him via the occult practice of automatic handwriting. The only way the agenda of communism can succeed in any nation is that God and all religions ascribing belief in God be entirely eradicated from the collective psyche of its citizenry, and thus every facet of the society of the targeted nation. Indeed, that whole long-term systematic process is the primary critical element of communism, socialization. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshiper. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the Word of God to the world, the Real Truth Radio Network at realtruthradio.com. The sum of the socialization concept is to re-socialize a nation beginning with removal of all semblances of God and the morality he prescribes from the psyche of every citizen. To do that, you must see every child born as the chattel or ward of the state and set about from the birthing ward to socialize, educate, and indoctrinate the child in the atheistic, amoral, communistic philosophy in which Almighty God, and thus divine retribution, is non-existent and replaced in the hearts and minds of the citizenry by the God of self and all God-worshipping quote-unquote religion, what Marx famously called the opium of the people, is supplanted by the polar opposite religion of self and the worship of self, i.e. humanism, the religion of narcissism. All that accomplished the collective worldview of that nation 
then comports perfectly with the doctrines of communism, in which God is for all intents and purposes debunked and man is deified. Unfortunately, the irrefutable fact is that the covert systematic secularization and socialization of America has been transpiring in earnest right under our proverbial noses since the latter part of the 19th century, with the final coup de grace of ascension of the Marxism incarnate political Manchurian candidate who suddenly and mysteriously appeared out of nowhere in Melchizedek-like fashion, having no verifiable pre-21st century past, into the highest office of our land, the communistic goal of the totalitarianization of America is finally fait accompli. Having seized the reins of power, the comrades now controlling the real Red Party Democrats have initiated their evil agenda of the socialization of every facet of American society, the dismantling of the substructure and infrastructure of our Republican form of government, and the morphing of the nation into a Marxist nanny state controlled by an elite Marxist aristocracy comprising an oligarchic government intent on Pharaoh-esque domination, subordination, and enslavement of the citizenry, all of which I warned about in an article posted the day before the 2008 election that turned out, unfortunately, to be accurate. The question now remaining before us is, as the title suggests, will our beloved nation become the United States of Communist America, pursuant to capitulation to the Communists' agenda? Or will that band of indefatigable patriots, still composing the overwhelming majority of the populace, rise up to do what they can to defeat the tyrannical overthrow? of, quote, the land of the free and the home of the brave, end quote, echoing as they fight the rousing words of Charlton Heston, quote, over my dead, cold body. It is befitting to end this article with a quote from Edmund Burke, quote, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. End quote. Are you enjoying this podcast? Would you take just a minute to think about all the precious resources it takes to produce? 
and make available a resource such as this. Time, talent, thinking, planning, preparing, studying, writing, editing, organizing, recording, audio editing, a multiplicity of post-production and publishing tasks, and on and on it goes. The big professional news and media companies employ 10 to 20 people to produce a presentation such as this podcast at a cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you enjoy the program, would you be so kind as to take a minute and pray to ask God if he would have you lend a helping hand our way in the form of financial support? In about 30 seconds, you can donate at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash SLMINC to make a donation of any amount. Your gifts would be so greatly appreciated and used for the glory of God in the production of this program. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you abundantly for your generosity and graciousness. This is Dr. Stephen Lambert with Spirit Life Magazine, here to read the article, America, You Were Warned 50 Years Ago. Psalm 11.3, quote, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? End quote. And then a quote from John Adams, the second U.S. president, and a contributor to the U.S. Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. Quote, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. End quote. In the previous article entitled The United States of Communist America concerning the scripture verse above, I wrote that it, like Adam's statement, contains a latent clue for any group of marauders possessing malevolent and self-aggrandizing intents how to set about subverting a free society for the purposes of vanquishing it, namely, dismantle and decimate its ideological and spiritual substructure. End quote. I followed that by a chilling quote from Karl Marx, known as the father of communism. Quote, My objective in life is to dethrone God by deifying man, end quote. I also wrote, Thus, as Marx further prescribed in the writings comprising the Communist Manifesto, the only way the agenda of communism can succeed in any nation is that God, and all religions ascribing belief in God be entirely eradicated from the collective psyche of its citizenry, and thus every facet of the society of the targeted nation. Indeed, the whole long-term systematic process is the primary critical element of communism, socialization. The sum of the socialization concept is to re-socialize a nation beginning with removal of all semblances of God 
and the morality he prescribes from the psyche of every citizen. All that accomplished, the collective world view of that nation then comports perfectly with the doctrines of communism, in which God is for all intents and purposes debunked and man is deified. Unfortunately, the irrefutable fact is that the covert systematic secularization and socialization of America has been transpiring in earnest right under our proverbial noses since the latter part of the 19th century. Such a statement may sound to some who are unversed concerning said communization of America, radical and hyperbolic, but it is not. And if it rubs the proverbial cat the wrong way, the cat needs to turn around and consider this statement a wake-up call. The majority of Americans are used to living mentally insulated lives, with their heads buried in the sand, skipping along through a fantasy rose garden, with their minds sashaying about in the clouds, tiptoeing through the tulips, strumming a uke like the late Tiny Tim, singing, Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. But as stated in the previous article, they need to wake up to the fact that America, for all intents and purposes, is now communized, and the communistic goal of the totalitarianization of America is finally fate accompli. The Real Truth Podcast is a production of Stephen Lambert Ministries, Inc., whose website is at slm.org. That's slm.org. But none of this has occurred without dire warnings being issued, even by our government leaders. The following is a speech by A.S. Herlong, Jr., a Florida congressman, given on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives more than 50 years ago. The complete speech delineates 45 goals of the communists' agenda. Sadly, as you will see, nearly all of the delineated goals in the congressman's speech could be tagged fate accompli, or accomplished, in fact. Now, from time to time, I will be making some remarks regarding some of these points taken from the official congressional record. Communist Goals, 1963, Congressional Record, Appendix Pages A, 34 through A35, January 10th, 1963. Current Communist Goals, Extension of Remarks of the Honorable A.S. Herlog Jr. of Florida in the House of Representatives, 
Thursday, January 10th, 1963. Mr. Herlog. Mr. Speaker, Mrs. Patricia Nordman of DeLand, Florida, is an ardent and articulate opponent of communism and until recently published the DeLand Courier, which she dedicated to the purpose of alerting the public to the dangers of communism in America. At Mrs. Nordman's request, I include in the record under unanimous consent, the following current communist goals, which she identifies as an excerpt from The Naked Communist by Cleon Skusen. 1. U.S. acceptance of coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. 2. U.S. willingness to capitulate in preference to engaging in atomic war. 3. Develop the illusion that total disarmament by the United States would be a demonstration of moral strength. 4. Permit free trade between all nations regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. 5. Extension of long-term loans to Russia and Soviet satellites. 6. Provide American aid to all nations, regardless of communist domination. 7. Grant recognition of Red China, admission of Red China to the UN. Comment. China was admitted in 1971. 8. Set up East and West Germany as separate states in spite of Khrushchev's promise in 1955 to settle the German question by free elections under supervision of the UN. Comment. Though the demolition of the Berlin Wall was completed in 1991, to date little else of substance has changed in Germany particularly with respect to genuine democratization. It remains in every way a hybrid communistic nation. 9. Prolong the conferences to ban atomic tests because the United States has agreed to suspend tests as long as negotiations are in progress. 10. Allow all Soviet satellites individual representation in the UN. 11. Promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one-world government with its own independent armed forces. Comment. Some communist leaders believe the world can be taken over as easily by the UN as by Moscow. Sometimes these two centers compete with each other as they are now doing in the Congo. 12. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. 13. Do away with all loyalty oaths, comment, i.e., to the USA by its citizens, including the Pledge of Allegiance. 14. Continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. 15. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. 
comment. Certainly, this has been accomplished with respect to the Democratic Party. Hijacking of the Republican Party is close at hand, with genuine conservatism having now been all but abandoned. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God, all things are possible, and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.